Thank you for listening to the Vic and D Says Podcast. This podcast has been produced by Blaze Student Productions, a youth ministry based in Stockton, California. If you'd like to be a guest or you're interested in supporting our ministry, please email at PastorQ at CalvaryFirst.net. Please remember, first is spelt out. You can also give us a call at 209-952-4734 or check us out on Facebook at www.facebook backslash blaze productions now on to the vic and d says podcast with your host vic and d please enjoy hi everybody this is vic and this is d and this is what we say we have a very special guest we have brian barcelona from One Voice Prayer, and um, this is a great um, ministry that we have kind of stumbled upon. And and Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, thank you. Thank you. Okay, great, good. Brian, before we jump in, um, if they are interested in One Voice Prayer, where where can they go? Where's what's the website that they can go to? Uh, you can go to uh, www.onevoiceprayer.com. Okay, and then then they can just find that on the Google it one yep, voice go- prayer. Google it, and, and everything, all our links and everything are on there. Okay, great, that's good. All right, today's topic is going to be an interesting one. Last week we we talked about um, plastic surgery. Is it a healthy option? Oh, and so we had the, the the annoying fan that we had yeah. that we're turning it on. So we're kind of on a time clock because I don't know about you, but Brian's pretty thin, and so is Derek, <laughs> and I'm I'm chubby. So this thing's going to be like like time central before I start to like look like a roasted pig here but how was your weekend Brian how you do how was your weekend you were at a church weren't you it was amazing I actually was with uh, Lou Engle from the call okay he is a, uh, a a spiritual father to me and so we were able to hang out in uh, in Los Angeles at a, at, a, at a prayer gathering there okay that's cool I bet that was exciting to be there yeah it was very exciting yeah well, I bet it was did you drive or did you fly we actually drove down Really? Yeah. Oh man, Lou Engel can can chip out the old uh, airplane ticket. Did he drive with you? Uh, no, he he flew in from Kansas. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, from IHOP. Yeah, IHOP. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, and that'll be good. How was your weekend, D? I know you worked yesterday. I got baptized yesterday. You did get baptized yesterday. Yeah. That's Three good. Three years being saved and finally got baptized. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's well. Hey, that's 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 an exciting thing to get baptized. We had a great day. At, at Calvary first. Well, let's just get right into the topics today. Today's going to be an interesting topic. It may fire some people up. It may not. We never know. I, we don't. I don't even know who listens. That's the thing yeah. that it's kind of like people tell me. How many plays? Was the- Last week we have forty-five, and so we had forty-five plays. We average between hundred to two hundred listeners on average for. But we're going weekly, so the episode list gets kind of big, and people have lives. Mm-hmm. So to get right into it, Brian, tell us a little bit about One Voice Prayer. What is One Voice Prayer? Uh, one voice prayer is is a is a is I feel a banner that is dedicated to restore the heart of prayer that was uh, removed in the '60s, and it, it's something that has yet to be challenged. And and I I feel that 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 this generation carries such a zeal and a passion to make a change in the world. You look at all the movements from Tom's to to Coney 2012, yeah. all these different types of movements that are dedicated to something. I feel our heart and our dedication is to to restore the heart of prayer. And then mostly now, to get into it, you feel like to restore the heart of prayer mostly in the school system. Public school system, yes. Okay, okay. Now, what kind of flack have you received by that? Because I'm sure some people probably are very upset about you going into the schools and trying to get kids to pray. Most flack we've received have actually been from Christians. 
<laughs> isn't uh, that isn't that always the way? Isn't that always the way that Christians always feel that real way? Christians or the we hate gay Christians? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I feel it's people that just don't really know Jesus. <laughs> really? Yeah, those Christians. Pretty much everybody that goes to church. Okay. Yeah, pretty much those people. Why? Why? What has been the flag from the church? What What is their problem with it? Um, the the biggest thing is I I guess my my age. I'm 21 years old, and. Uh, in, 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 in 2009, we went into the public school preaching Jesus and, and honestly re- praying for students. And we've actually had a multiple uh, uh, number of, of homosexuals and atheists and Buddhists, Muslims that have, that have come in to our meetings and encountered the love of Jesus. And, and for some reason, I guess maybe not carrying a degree that kind of makes people a little upset. Okay, so they so they're so they're challenging your credential because you don't have a formal a college education. College education and 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 my age, I, I am a young man, but I I do have amazing fathers that oversee me and yeah. and watch okay. what we do. Okay, so that so that you get, have a covering. We do have multiple coverings. Yeah, well, yes. well, I agree with that. I think that sometimes Christians can just be jealous of of a successful thing and they want to tear it down. Have they had a problem with the fact of? I'll admit, for me personally, if I heard. Uh, prayer in school. I mean, I'm under the assumption that any student, from what I've re- researched in the in the student mandate, if a student feels led to start a Christian club or they feel led to pray during their own time, like their lunch hour, their breaks, or after school or before school, they can pray. Mm-hmm. Um, but when like an outside party comes into the school with religious views, that's where it becomes a problem, right? Yeah. Is that what you've experienced? Is that kind of the thing? Uh, yes. Yes and no. Because um, technically, you're a visitor. Right, you have to go and get the visitor pass, probably depending on the school where it's at. Yep. And then because of that, that's where the issue, that's where the problem comes in. Not not really. I mean, we have such a great track record with, with what we've been doing. In one of the schools we, we I've, I've, I've worked with for a year, we had um, we had fighting statistically shown drop 50%. Uh, the Sacramento Police Department, some of their officers coming up to us uh, saying, you know, how are you? How are you doing this week? We 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 do Jesus rallies as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the rallies at we the had schools? at the high school. Oh, that's cool. One of the rallies we had, we had about eight hundred show up after school. Wow. Um, you have everybody from the the, the drug dealers to the gangbangers um, to Christians to, to Muslims to atheists mm-hmm. come to this rally and and we did a call and we had uh, students drop condoms, drugs, pipes inside of garbage cans. The police department is sitting in the back amazed at what's what's taking place here and, and they asked me how do you do this and we, we give them the simple response of it's it's just the love of jesus Wait, they're dropping condoms in the inside of these garbage cans in so the front now they're not having safe sex no i'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now that now they're living purity yeah they're living purity exactly or they're just christians and they just hide it i'm just <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's the thing the thing of it is that's that, awesome though that's that awesome. that's an that's an miracle thing so let me look the thing is is that i understand obviously as a Christian, I'm for prayer. I mean, if you're not for prayer, then you're not a Christian. Let's just be real honest. But the thing of it is, is that the, the, I don't know. Do you find yourself getting, yeah, I'm fasting for prayer. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm sure that we can get away with it. Do you find yourself that people um, are, are, why do you feel like that they're criticizing you that you're having doing this ministry or why do you feel that you're even I mean I understand it's the temptation the devil all that stuff we want we know the spiritual side but do you have a practical reason why you would feel like uh, that they would have a problem with this or uh, you mentioned a pastor when we were just talking said that that there's already prayer in school so why do we even need to do this in the first place I, I think people I mean if you look at our generation today, most churches spend most of their time, effort, and money into lighting, games, having the latest equipment, 
uh, bands, worship teams. But if, if you look at, at Jesus' life, his disciples, out of every out of 12 disciples and out of every miracle he did, in, the number one thing that, that his disciples said in Luke 11 was teach us to pray. Yeah. And prayer, I believe, does more than just ask God. Prayer can actually move the heart of heaven, the heart of God. And if you would move the very heart of God, you would then be able to move the earth. Yeah. And, and the things taking place here. Yeah, that's, well, I mean, that's a good point. Obviously, though, I mean, we live in a technological age. I mean, would you agree that we need those things? I mean, I mean, I'm kind of hypocritical here where I'm having a podcast and I have this microphone in front of me. I mean, don't you think that technology in that regard is a, is a medium that we use to, to promote prayer, to promote the things in the kingdom of God? I mean, those yes. are sometimes, are, I, think, I think what you're saying is, uh, let me ask you, are you saying that sometimes we can become obsessed with having lighting and worship teams and bands and miss the whole pur- purpose and point of why we're doing what we're doing in the first place? It, and that's exactly what it is. I, I, we use every social media from Twitter to Facebook. We okay, have promo yeah. videos to promote prayer. But in, in, the, in the schools I preach at, what challenged me the most was I would go into a theater or a gymnasium with nothing. No microphone, no worship team, no sound, no lighting. We would pull, in one of the schools we preached at, 600 kids a week coming to a weekly Christian club meeting with no worship team, no lights, no games, no candy, no drinking soda through a sock. <laughs> none of that None of that Christian cliche stuff. And it's, yeah. not, it's not wrong to do that. I, I pray that you hear my heart in this. But to understand that the only thing you truly need to encounter the Lord is Jesus. Okay, well then let me let me ask you this question then. How did you get those kids to come then? I'm not saying you need that for the kids to come, but I'm just for the people that are listening. Mm. How did you get them to be there? How did uh, who who? Yeah, I'm about to pull out my notepad. Yeah, we, I know. We, man. we 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 loved kids, and I would preach. I had I had a pastor come up to me. He said, "How do you gather 600 kids? This is just one school. Mm. Another school is 500, 400, 300." He said, how do you gather 600 kids a week? He said, what do you preach? And I said, pastor, I preach the same message every week. It's the message of love. And we've, we've seen this. We've, and it, it's not sugarcoating and saying that sin is okay and you can live these lifestyles and you're still going to heaven. Not at all. But it's where you, where you truly partner with the heart of Jesus. And when, when students look at you, I, I believe they can feel that. You know, they can feel the Lord's heartbeat. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, is it is it? Are you coordinating with Christian clubs? Is yes. that what you're? So, so the clubs are kind of promoting, like, hey, we got this thing coming up uh, in the theater, or we got this thing in the gymnasium, or do you guys do it after school, or how does the practicals of of, of like, let's say you're going to go to a school, how do you guys set that up? How does that work? We go through the Christian club, uh, and we honestly we've never printed flyers for a weekly meeting. Um, the school that we started that grew to 600, I started off with six kids. In, a, in an old classroom, and that six kids in, in, in a month grew to 600. And oh, so you stay at schools for a while. We, I, I work with the school the entire year. We go every oh, week okay, we're there, and, oh, and we okay. actually had uh, that school had the varsity captain football player get saved. He was the number one running back in the state of California and uh, 15 in the nation. He gets saved, encounters God. The whole varsity team gets gets it's gets say the cheerleaders about it, it erupted into this movement of God yeah. from this one kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, and that's cool. That's that's a that's a great thing. Okay, well then that that kind of gives us a kind of a, a background information about that. Look, going into also another question, Brian, is that and we were talking about this earlier. Is do you think that that this should be? Um, and this is where I get confused. This is not, you're not saying with prayer in school, you're not saying that we should bring back the government mandated prayer. You're saying that we should have 
a heart of prayer, correct? I mean, isn't that isn't there a distinction between the two about well, you have to pray as opposed to I want to pray? I mean, the spirit as opposed to the letter. Isn't that kind of what this movement is 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 about? Yeah, absolutely. And if you look at even the before the sixties, no student was actually forced to pray. It was more of a a like 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 your parents. You step into your parents' house and they ask you to take off your shoes. You'll do it out of respect because it's their house in America. If you look at the foundations of our nation, we were founded on God. Rather, 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 these new movements that are rising up want to say we're not. Our constitution, our founding fathers, founded on God. And I believe that it's time our nation returns to its, its foundation and its roots and its pillars in which which has held us up for so many years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. So that's a... I mean, I don't know. I don't know necessarily if... I mean, I'm a Christian that's kind of weird. I'm not a one that agrees with that we were founded on Jesus. I don't know. I just have a hard time having our founding fathers um, believe that they're Christian, but they had slaves. I understand that's a time period. I'm a history buff myself, but I think they were moral men. I think they were found in Judeo-Christian traditions. Not necessarily do they, do I think the 52 signers of the Declaration of Independence had a personal relationship with Jesus. I don't know. I'm not there. I don't know. Yeah. I, that, if I made that, that case, it would be kind of hypocritical of me. But don't you think though, that that the, this movement is is a student-based movement. Um, what are some of the success stories? Tell us, uh, what, what are some of the students who have been telling you or some of the students, can you give us a few success stories from this, a kid that that has experienced this ministry, that's been part of this? Do you have a few of those that you can share? Absolutely. We, we have uh, just recently, I, I did in 2009 a, a Jesus rally. And it was it was it was on 420. Now, if you if you don't know what 420 is, it's now we do our our, our co-host uh, Naz. She didn't know what 420 was. Mm-hmm. She had to Google it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 420. You know, National Pot Smoking Day. We did a, a rally on this day that was designated to pull kids off of drugs. Uh, uh, you know, and so like an anti 420, an anti 420. And and what's interesting is, is you, a lot of Christians today they tell you what not to do. Don't do drugs. Don't have sex. Don't do this. Don't do that. But they never give you an alternative of what to do. And if you look at Jesus, whenever he asked someone to leave something, he always gave them something to go to. Yeah. And so okay. our, our rallies is really, look, at leave these parties, leave the alcohol, leave this stuff, and we'll show you a better time you could have with something that's pure and something that's genuine and real. Okay. And so we uh, we did that in, in, in 09. And just this past month, these two high school girls from a local school in Elk Grove took that vision, they took that dream that I did, and without my help at all, other than a minor guidance of, of where to do it, how to do it, they ran with this vision, and they've seen hundreds come to this, this Jesus rally on 420. And these are now students that have caught the dream, they've caught the vision of living beyond their selfish selves and, 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 and believing for their school, that you can see cutters, you can see atheists, you can see people that are depressed, people on drugs, encounter a real love and something better than they've been in yes that's well that's a good point that's definitely something that's uh definitely needed uh, that's our stockton siren right there i think it's probably one of our kids is getting you arrested that up? uh probably probably did but that's okay um going back to another point is this is that sleep without those. yeah exactly when you're when you're in stockton i mean stockton needs prayer but how about this do you agree with this comment that that people always talk about prayer in school but but there's not even enough prayer in the church how would you respond to a comment like that? I've heard that used by Jim Simball, the guy that did Brooklyn Tabernacle. He talked about that in his heart because they have a church-wide prayer meeting. And that's how their church grew was through a prayer meeting. So if someone said that to you in a, as a criticism, like, hey, Brian, 
dude, we love prayer. We love this. But uh, we need to get people in our church to pray first before we should. Do you agree with that? Do you agree that the people should get people to, to, to pray first in the church and then go out? Or do you, you know, how would you respond to that kind of a statement? My response would be what's your definition of church? A building or a people? And I, I believe strongly that that we as people are the church. And so when I go to a public school, there's church. When I when I'm in a park, there's church because we're the we're the temple, you know, of the yeah. Holy Spirit. And and uh, we've actually had comments like that been, been yeah. dropped to us. And what I find is, if you look at Jesus, he spent multiple times in the synagogues, but a majority of his time was spent out with people. Mm-hmm. And he even John the Baptist. If you look at John the Baptist, he was designated to be a priest. But he left his priestly duties and went into the wilderness. And I believe that that's what we're doing. We're going into the wilderness of these schools yeah. that are untouched grounds. Yeah, that's and, and, and I really believe, you know, we talk about, would you say, D, you know, the school system is, the, I would think, is, is the greatest mission field right now in America. Yeah, probably. Colleges. Colleges, high schools, high all those. Schools. And, and, you know, we're, we're sending so many missionaries to Africa and to, to all these other, China. And I, I'm all for supporting missionaries. But we've abandoned our own nation here. And I've actually was with a man from, from Africa who was sent here to America as a missionary. I mean, this is unbelievable. Well, I just found out not too long ago that uh, the United States is the third lost nation in the in the world. Yeah. yeah. Probably the first lost city is Cleveland. Because who wants to move to Cleveland? <laughs> you know what I mean? And Le- Le- LeBron left, so what else is left? You know what I mean? But I'm telling you that I think that I think that this is an interesting topic. We we have Brian here for a few more moments. It's uh it's it's a few minutes. We're gonna take a, a quick commercial break. We're actually gonna have a commercial, and uh, we'll be back because this is Vic, and this is D, and this is what we say. All right, we'll be right back soon. Thank you for listening to the Vic and D says podcast. We are produced by Blaze Student Productions, a youth ministry based in Stockton, California. Blaze Student Productions has been in existence since 2006. Our mission statement is producing students to make a worldwide impact for Christ. We meet every Wednesday night at 6.30. Our address is 8407 Kelly Drive here in Stockton, California. Now, back to the Vic and D Says podcast. Thank you. All right, this is Vic. And this is D. And this is what we say. D, um, let me ask you this question. When when you were on high school, did you ever encounter because I know you weren't you didn't get saved until until I you was were twenty three. You're twenty three so after high school. Yeah. Uh, how old were you when you got saved, Brian? I was sixteen. You were sixteen, okay. Mm-hmm. So when you were not a Christian, majority all of your high school years, mm-hmm. did you ever see a Christian club? Did you ever see any kind of active mm-hmm. Christian? No, and that's probably because most Christian clubs hide away in some room in the dark with a candle in their Bibles or something. They don't uh-huh. really go out and like, you know, ask people for prayer. But in my personal experience, no, at Lincoln High School where I went, I never encountered any Christian club or anything like that. So I don't even know if when I went to high school if there was a Christian club at yeah, Lincoln. Yeah. Why why do you think that is? Why do you think a lot of I mean, in the movement of of one voice of one voice prayer um why do you think in the past a lot of Christ, do you think christian clubs work do you think that's a, an, an interesting thing do you think that they work absolutely if, if you take a typical christian club in america you're lucky to get 20 30 kids the biggest club we had was 600 and that's weekly so that's a consistent base that's not a one-time thing the, the clubs were so big in a district we were in that the food system that the school was making actually contacted me 
and asked me to let them know when we were meeting because no more kids were eating, that we would make a dent even in the, the, the food system. And so I believe that, that, that getting out of this mentality of singing kumbaya, eating cookies and holding hands and really being a voice to a generation that is what I believe God always intended for these clubs to be. Okay, and so, okay, so take us. I, I got a question. Go ahead, go ahead, throw it in, Brian. You said like, okay, so you work through the the Christian clubs at schools. Have you ever been to a school that didn't have Christian clubs? Yeah, absolutely. How, how did you do that? We find a student that that wants to to get out of just playing video games and mm -hmm. and eating candy and really make a difference <laughs> in in his, gen, in his generation and. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. You find a young person with with passion and zeal. I mean, I believe that goes more more farther than than anything else you can you can get. Yeah. Yes. That's well. I mean, obviously, those are so those are great points. So take us in the process. I'm really curious about this. Okay. Do you you're are you working? How many schools are you working with right now? We have a, a network that works with about 40 schools. I'm not in all of them. Yeah, of course. My focus... <laughs> Last time I checked, you're not omnipresent, yes. right? Yeah. No, 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 <laughs> no. You're no, not no. Jesus, I, right? I am a human being. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I was working currently, we're working with, with about seven schools uh, in, in, in the north of California. And with those seven, we, we kind of network um, in, in weekly meetings, in, in prayer meetings, and... Uh, Honestly, our, our meetings are really geared towards the unsaved. So if you're a theologian, you probably would not enjoy. Uh, it, it would seem almost as it was it was baby steps in milk, but I but I believe that's where a generation can get deeper into God. Yeah, well, you give, you give them the experience, you know, if, obviously. Well, you're not you personally, but Jesus is giving them the experience. Mm -hmm. So take, take me in the process here. You get to a school. Let's say you find a young person, you get to, because you do have these events, right? You have yes. these, uh, and where do you have these events? You have one coming up in the next couple of months, don't you? That, that, those are actually different. That's a, a prayer gathering we do where we gather all the schools together. Oh, okay, okay. So th that's kind of like a corporate meeting in a sense. For, yes. To, for encouragement and for them to go back. So let's say you pick a school, okay, or your, your network gets a school. Do you get like, does some, is there like a representative of the school? Is that how it works? You find like a student that represents that school and then you meet with them? Or? Yeah, we meet with the student. We meet with the teacher advisor. We go through the, we, we believe in going through authority, not not doing anything off the wall. We always, we always, you know, want to get the principal's blessing in that. And, and rather they're Christian or not, you know, we've, I've worked with a Buddhist principal that absolutely loved what we were doing. I've worked with Muslim principals that loved what we were doing. That's um, bizarre. And, and you know what? You know what it is. It's we we break the mold of this Christians hate you Christians. You know they they mm -hmm. want to speak. I don't believe in tolerating sin, but I I, I also don't believe right. that that Jesus showed the utmost compassion to the lost. Mm -hmm. It was more of the church that he was angry with and, and dealt yeah. with and flipping tables and that kind of stuff. You know. Right. It, but the he world spoke the most harsh to religious people to religious, religious leaders. And, and you look at the the prostitute. He loved her. Versus the, the the Pharisee that he said you brood of vipers. I mean, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, definitely, and that's a great point too. Is that and we've talked about that the majority, like I would say, eighty percent of the students at Blaze Productions, our youth ministry, are not Christian, and that's the struggle that we have, and that's a podcast within itself. Is that we have we're evangelistically driven, and we'll bring them in, but I will say, and I could see this, we try. We're not very good at discipleship. And we're not very good at, we're, we're trying now, that's more of a premise, what you're saying, out of the love of Christ, out of the love of Jesus. Do you think that Christians just like to talk about prayer instead of doing prayer? Absolutely. I've, I've heard so many people, you know, my, 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 my spiritual father, Lou Engel, he says this, 
He says, the problem with Christians is we have a prayer meeting and Muslims have a prayer culture. And we, we get so hyped up on promoting one prayer meeting that we forget that our lifestyles were actually called to be lived in prayer. And prayer is so much more than just, God, can you, can you give me this? Can you bless me with this vehicle? Prayer, I believe, is a very language that, that moves and can change history and the direction, I believe, of an entire nation and a, and, and, and a generation. Well, too, I would say, obviously, prayer is our communication. But some people have a, what do you say to the Christian that could even be listening? They have a hard time praying. I don't know. We live, I understand you can get all Jesus-y on them and be like, well, Jesus died for you. You need to sit there for an hour and pray. You know, some Christians can be militant regardless, and I'm sure that they have the best intentions. Mm -hmm. But what do you tell the Christian that it's really hard for them to sit there for a, a long period of time to meditate on the Word? I remember as a young person, my youth pastor told me, you know, you need to be praying 15 minutes every day. I, I never say a time period or a time limit. I always say just try, get into the Word. Set us. It's more about, to me, it's prayer is more about consistency and quality as opposed to length. You know, it's, and I think that creates that prayer culture. What do you say to those people that have a hard time? I think prayer is really hard to talk about because people, when they think of prayer, they think just sitting and waiting. And I know for someone like you might be like, well, that's, well, that's what Jesus did. How would you encourage those Christians or how would you encourage those believers that have a hard time just sitting and waiting? Uh, how, what, what, what tips would you give them to, to create a prayer culture in their life? You know, prayer is even so much more than sitting. I mean, I'm not a married man, but you look at a married man, is, is it hard for him to talk to his wife? You know, and... Depends on the depends on the couple. Depends, depends on the couple. And, and what 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 happens is when when that when that becomes a problem where you can't even communicate with your spouse. Yeah, you got to ask yourself what what love have I lost, and what can I do to rekindle it? I mean, prayer. This young man asked me one time. He says, "Man, you you you're radical." He goes, "How you must pray for for like ten hours a day?" And I, and I looked at him and I laughed. And he said, "Why are you laughing?" I said, "Man, it's not about how many hours I pray." I said, my lifestyle is prayer, so rather I'm mopping the floor, I'm praying. Right? You know, and 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 we, we think of praying as just sitting there, you know, folding our hands. I mean, prayer is is that open communication and love with Jesus. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. what it is. You and love so, Jesus. And like you when you're driving and someone cuts you off, Jesus help me not get mad at this dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and yeah, and, and it's keeping that rekind. I mean, I'm pretty sure all of you maybe you've had you've had girlfriends and you know this, when you first start talking, you can text her all night and go to work the next day and you're perfectly fine. But yet we have such a hard time, you know, communicating with God for more than five minutes. And I believe it's just falling in love with his heart and his blazing eyes of fire more than more than just, okay, God, I put in my five minutes, get away. Yeah, yeah. It's a constant, it's an intercessory. Is that what, you, what I'm saying is that the prayer should be within our reflection and our actions of life, you know. I think that that we should create that. I think this is uh, it's hard, you know. I'll be honest. Praying in, in in the in the common sense is kind of hard because, I mean, is it hard for you? Is it hard for you, Derek? Is it hard for you, D? Yeah, sometimes, but only like when I get in that mindset of, oh, I'm obligated because I'm a Christian. You know, I have to put in that time, opposed to just you know, like like Brian was saying, it's it's just a way of life, just. Just communion, you know, with my heavenly Father. Sure, just, sure. As I go throughout my day, just pray whatever's on my mind or what I'm struggling with, or you know, or just whatever I want to communicate to God. It, um, it's easier to just go throughout my day and praying that way 
but sometimes I'll struggle with prayer, like, oh, this is going on in my life. I definitely need to pray about it. You know, like, how dare I not include God into this decision that I have to make? Or, or you know, oh, I definitely need to pray about um, this area that's going on in my life. That's when it becomes hard for me and, like, um, a struggle where I push it into that, like, obligation. Yeah. opposed to just, like, a privilege. Like, oh, man, I get to pray to God, you know. And we and, and have you found that, that that's what's been really the motivation factor is the kids are just, you know, obviously what we say, fall in love with Jesus. And out of that love, that's what's motivating the kids to pray. Yeah, and, and it's it's really, you know, we do we do 12 hour prayer guys. We go 12 hours straight and people flip when they hear that because you, you, you you're like, what are you going to pray for 12 hours for? Yeah. And and prayer is not just speaking, it's loving the Lord. And loving the Lord can be through dancing, through just simply raising your hands, through through sitting there, through talking, through reading. I mean... It, do you she, guys do, like, teachings on prayer? Like, we, do you we, teach them about prayer? Because you do. know how... I don't know if we were record, recording at that point, but you mentioned, like, you asked the average teenager nowadays, um, uh, pray, and then they their response is, how do you pray, or something... You said we, something like that. We, you know what? What we do teach is which, this, which is true. Most this generation, they don't know how to pray. I don't. Which yeah. Is so easy and so simple. You know that's true. So my question is, um, do you guys give them like teachings on on what prayer is? Because you were just saying right now, like for twelve hours, we don't just sit there talking to God. Like you dance and praise Him and stuff. You know, in those ways. So you give them teachings or explanations. We one of the things that we teach them is the paradigm of, of God, and this is. If you look at Jesus, Jesus, what broke the mold with him was when everyone else was calling God holy and, you know, and and they were giving these extravagant names. They called him God Almighty, all these things, Yahweh, Jehovah. Jesus came with a name that no one else had called him and he called him Father. And what he did was he bridged that gap between a deity and he made it into a father role of a son communicating with his, with his dad. And I know in our generation today, we don't get that because we have a... A fatherless, yeah, generation, fatherless generation where kids, their parents have abused them. They've abandoned them. So when we think of communicating to our our, our heavenly father, mm. immediately we think of our earthly father that never was there for us. Right. Yeah, I, and that's a great point. I, I, I just find it interesting. Why do you think you get so much criticism from the church? Why do you think Christians have a hard time with this? The same reason they had a hard time with Jesus. They could not understand. They could not understand how can you call him father. I had a Muslim one time come up to me. And they said, how dare you say that the hand of the Lord was upon you? They said, there's no way that God would put his hand on a sinful man like you. And I said, that's because you don't understand the blood of Jesus. Yeah, and, of course. And, and that's what he did. I mean, whether you're an atheist listening or you're a Christian, Jesus bridged that. Even though you may not believe in Jesus, he, he believes in you. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. He made it possible. Yeah. that's a, that's a, Well, I just think that's a, that's a very, very good point as far as that is that um, I, I think I think it's I think sometimes too Christians have a hard time with. Would you agree, Brian, and maybe Derek too, that when they see something successful, that secret sin of jealousy kind of comes involved. You know, they see the envy. They see six hundred kids, and they have thirty five kids in their youth group. They see you on Fox News, and they're you know in the line of Wendy's arguing about their chili. You know what I mean? Yeah. That envy spirit. You think that that sometimes that's where you know First Peter talks about um, where uh, the devil's a roaring lion, seeking who he can may devour. I mean, have you? Do you? And then and here you are trying to just be genuine in your approach. 
uh, of prayer. And then a lot of a lot of Christians have a tendency to criticize you. What have been some of the positives, though? What are some of the positive things that the, that people have said about the one prayer, one voice prayer? I've had countless parents of students that were drug addicts and in gangs come up to me saying, "Thank you for taking my 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 child and showing them a different way." I mean, I remember, I'll never forget, I had this young man. I hugged him one time in a school. As he was leaving, and he, he smelled like weed. <laughs> and and what you sure it wasn't yeah. Snoop Dogg? <laughs> no, it smelled like Snoop Dogg. Yeah. <laughs> I hugged this guy, and immediately he said, "Brian, wait, wait, wait." He said, "I want to let you know you probably think that I have weed on me." He said, "But I haven't done drugs in a month." He said, "I've stopped selling, and I've accepted Jesus." And right then and that there, was just his cologne. that was just his after. He's had he's had that jacket for so long. And, he, and here's wow. and here's the thing. I mean, for as much criticism as I've gotten, it, it has not affected me, because when when I see a young person that was radically converted, I mean, you, you said, man, that, that you you don't remember your Christian club. Can you imagine being 15 years old and actually someone impacting your life yeah. at that age? The decisions that you would not have made due right. to that due to that encounter I wish with when God. When I was that age, someone would have came to me and and preached the gospel to you. To me, you know what I mean? Like, that's why I'm doing it now to these kids in our youth group, to this this age group, this generation, because I wish someone, when I was their age, someone would have came to me and told me about the love of Christ and stuff, you know? So. And, and you know, one thing real quick, if this is okay to say, I, my parents are divorced. Uh, my my, I came from an abusive home. So even if, you, if, you, if you're listening, you think you can't do it. I mean, one of the motivations that I had was that no one ever reached out to me. In high school, I, I had Christians walk by me with their Bibles. I was depressed and suicidal, never once told me Jesus loved me. Yeah. And so when I got saved, that became my number one mission is I will let everyone know that I can about yeah. this, this, this Jesus that saved me. Yeah, and that's, I think that's the ultimate point. How we do that is, is fantastic. You know, the major problem I have with the church is that people, there's not one way to preach Jesus. Yeah. There's not one way to worship Jesus. There's not one way to pray to Jesus. Meaning, within reason, within it has to all be biblical. I'm not going to get into debates about. Well, I was dancing, you know, to random music, and I'm trying to say that that we that there's no there's no there's no um, cookie cutter path to God. God is personal. God called uh, the Apostle Paul. Jesus the, yeah, Jesus is. Way. He is the it's way, the God. truth. What I mean is, there is obviously people say there's no path. There's all these paths to God. Mm. I would say that there's only one path to the true God. Mm -hmm. There's paths to different types of faiths, but I would say that there's a path to the true God. Mm -hmm. But what I would say is once you encounter that true God, there's different paths to present his gospel. Right. You know, the old saying goes, there's a, the message is sacred, but the method isn't. And I think that sometimes we get so harbor on the method that I think, like you said, I, I've been, I've been, you know, if you gave an altar call, I've been guilty as a pastor of worrying more about uh, uh, lights and, and worship teams and bands and rock stars than I have been about the purpose of why we even are doing the event in the first place. And so this is a great thing. If, if people want to get in contact with you, do you got some, uh, got some information? Because we're going to be closing our time here, Brian. Um, if, obviously, the, the website.